Hey everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poli and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 143 and this week's question is, how important is pacing in a novel? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. If you're listening, you need to subscribe. Subscribe! Okay, on to the question. Pacing. Now, I know there's people listening to that going, oh, I don't want to talk about pacing. And I get that. It's one of those fluidy things where it's not always easy to explain, but every novel has pacing. It can be slow pacing, it can be jerky pacing, or it could be smooth, brilliant pacing, or probably a lot of in-betweens. So what is pacing? It's how well the book flows. I would like to say the speed, but that's not really right. The problem with pacing is people often say like, oh, a book needs good pacing. It needs to be like, go, 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 go. But that's not actually the case. If you've got a high energy spy thriller, then yes, your pacing should be on point. It needs to be like constantly moving forward. You should be pulling the reader along at a fast pace, keeping up the action, keeping up the intrigue. You know, it needs to be a kind of fast ride. That is the pacing you need for that type of novel. Now, if you're writing a big tome that's more character-based, if it's got more drama and depth to it, then you probably don't want to be throwing your reader through loads of different things happening. You want to build it up slowly. You want to draw them along and kind of ease them into it, getting them through all the characters and where everyone's coming from, where they're going. That works for that. If you're writing a romance, kind of most romances, I say, fall in the middle where it's like you need to hook the reader. Let's be honest, you need to do that with every book. And then you need to move them along at a pretty good clip. You don't want to be dragging out this will they, won't they over so many pages that the reader gets bored and doesn't really give a crap if they do or not. So, So pacing is important, but there isn't a simple answer. There ever is with our podcast, is there? There isn't one size fits all for pacing. And I have seen advice from people where it's like, your pacing needs to be fast. It needs to be quick throughout the book. You need to make sure that your reader has no chance to breathe. They're just jumping from point to point to point to point. No, thanks. I have read some books like that. And as I said, it works on certain genres. It does not work on others where you feel like you're on a boat in choppy water And you're barely keeping up with what's going on. So yeah, pacing is very specific to the book and the genre and the audience that you are aiming for. Yes. Everything that you said, I definitely agree with because pacing, pacing is a tricky thing. Um, I struggle with it. I'm, I'm sure many, many writers struggle with it because sometimes depending on the scene, you're either going too fast or you're going too slow or you just, it's hard to like pinpoint what the right pace is, but it definitely does depend on the genre because if you're writing like an action adventure type novel, then yeah, it's probably going to be pretty fast paced because they're on a mission and they're hustling and maybe there's a time crunch, who knows. But if you're writing like a romance that's like maybe forbidden lovers or something like that, you might want the pace to be like a slow burn. You're going to leave your reader wanting more in suspense and it's going to be kind of like a ticking time bomb in a way. But I also think that pacing in and of itself is tricky because when I think of pacing, I also think of timing in the book. It's not necessarily just how fast or slow the action points go in the book and how quickly you can get through the climax and things like that. I also think it's the time of day. 
and just basically the overall scenery. That's how I view it. I don't know if it's the right way to view pacing, but this is how I view it. I actually read a book once. I I won't say the title or the author. It really, I don't think it was edited. It really wasn't a good book, but they were interrogating somebody at the police station and they went through the interrogation in like what seemed like just a few minutes. And then the main character was getting overwhelmed and she didn't want to be there anymore. So the police chief was like, yeah, you don't need to be here anymore. And then the next paragraph, not even a page break, not the next chapter, the next paragraph, the two of them are taking a walk outside. And I'm like, did the police chief just up and leave the dude in the interrogation room and go take a walk with her? Or is this an hour later? Is this the next night? I really don't know. I don't know. So that's the other thing. Pacing can definitely be jarring if it's not done well. And you need to think of that too, because if you want to jump from scene to scene, you got to think about a clever way to segue from scene to scene. And that definitely helps keep your pacing at a balanced level. That's a really good point. Balance level is a perfect way of putting it as well. And I think if you think about the fact that a book is broken down by chapters, you already have these really nice segmented pieces and you need to make sure that each chapter and then the whole book as a a whole has this nice flow of pacing. Now, I personally find that pacing is something that's easier to notice in the editing phase. It's not always easy when you're writing. And the reason for that is you kind of need to step back and see those long, chunky areas where nothing's happening. Because even if you're writing something that is a slow burn, that's not a high octane, you know, spy thriller that's rushing you through the streets of Paris being shot at, you still need to be moving. That's the whole point. The plot needs to be moving and flowing and pulling the reader along. And when you've finish writing the first draft and you step back in the editing, that's when you look and go, wow, I've got four chapters here of nothing. We're just describing things or we're just meandering around and there's no actual point to any of this. And this is why they say when you edit, you need to tighten up your writing. Everything needs a point. Characters need to say things that are important. Characters need to be important. Don't just bring in your Aunt Bessie for no friggin' reason and stick her in the book as a, as a no character and then have her have dialogue and it does nothing for the book. You need to be moving along. The pace needs to be pulling along. And if you keep jarring it by throwing in things that aren't important, trying to segue from one piece to another by either, as Rachel said, like cutting in so much that you don't even know what happened in between or what I consider worse, having so much whiffle in between scenes where it's like oh wow they got up and they had a piece of toast and they looked out the window and they read the newspaper then they walked the dog it's like if none of this is doing anything cut it out it's gonna clog up your pacing and especially in the middle and i say this as someone who suffers from sagging middle syndrome sagging middle syndrome comes from bad pacing it's where you're trying to go from the you know the inciting incident and the build-up in the beginning of, of act one and you're trying to get to the climax and the resolution in Act 3, and you've got this chunky Act 2, and it's just like, right, I need to get from here to here, and you just fill it with rubbish, (laughs) you know? You have a few action points, but they're too spread out, and you have garbage in between them, and it just gives you this sag, and it gives you this lull, and that's often where you'll find that readers sort of, they slow down reading the book, they may put it down for a bit longer, they don't carry on, and then it takes them a bit more to get through it. They may even give up. You'll often find when readers decide not to read, they get to the middle 
and then they get bored because the pacing has slowed down, the action has slowed down, and it's doing nothing for your writing, nothing for your characters, and the reader just doesn't give a crap. And that is the problem. <laughs> but as I said, you need to figure out what your book is, your genre, your audience, and what level of pacing you need. And again, I don't always think it's easy until you're actually at the editing. And I know there's probably writers out there who go, well, that's a bit too late. You know, you might have to rewrite a load of it. But I think it's actually easier to, to edit with pacing in mind afterwards than while you're writing. Because again, unless you're really good at like stepping back and, and big picturing it all the time, you're most likely when you're writing, you're writing the scene and you're thinking about the one after, maybe one before, but you're writing the scene. And it's not always as easy to look back on the whole book and think, oh yeah, there's this chunky bit here that's a bit slower. This is doing something. I mean, you'll you'll understand it. If you've ever read a book and you've got to a description and you've skipped it <laughs> to find the next piece of action, it means that author put too much description in. They overdid it. It didn't add to the scene. Yes, we love description. Yes, we want to see what the room looks like. We want to know what the battle smelt like. We want to taste the blood of our enemies. But... If you're describing everything, if you're focusing less on the blood of your enemies and more on the squash flower and the grass around it and the smell of manure and the fact that, you know, there's a rock next to the manure, you're losing people. Nobody's interested. And I guarantee you they're going to flip that page until they get to another piece of dialogue, another piece of action, because we've all done it. We've all skipped pages <laughs> of hard work and hard written words because it was dull and it slowed the story down and we ended up getting lost with the book because you're thinking where are we even going with this so yeah if you've ever done that that's a pacing issue i'm gonna be brutally honest i think i would be more interested in the poor squashed flower than i would be on the smell of our enemy's blood <laughs> rachel you're very upsetting me right now what about the manure was the manure good then <laughs> well yeah yeah i think well, we'll see. No, no, because that probably had nothing to do with the battle unless you picked up manure and like whipped it at your enemy's face to blind them. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I would care about the manure. But that's, it, that's pacing. You've added yeah. an extra element. That's exactly what you need. Put that rock in the manure with a flower on it and like... No, not with the flower in it. The poor flower. <laughs> you don't need to throw the flower at the... Absolutely not. No, no flower. The flower is innocent in this situation. <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say, and I am agreeing with Ari... When it comes to pacing, everything needs to have a purpose. And if it has a purpose, then the pacing will work itself out. Like what Ari said earlier about having chapters, the chapters in and of themselves are kind of like the segments and segues into the next part. It can be difficult to figure out how to end a chapter. And I also think this is where the editing process comes in. And Ari, you mentioned that a lot of people think that's a lot of rewriting for the editing process, but it's not because a lot of people tend to mix up revision and editing. When you write the first draft, you're just telling yourself the story and you just got to write, 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 write. The pacing is not going to be perfect. I wouldn't expect it to. Nobody should expect it to unless you outline and you write a damn good outline and you stick to your guns with that outline. The pacing and the first draft as a whole is going to be crap. So when you finish that first draft, you don't go on to the editing process. You go on to the revision process. And the revision is when you look at the story as a whole, you look at the character development as a whole, you look at the plot as a whole, the pacing as a whole, the overall theme 
and moral of the whole book. That's what you look at and that's what you fix. And the revision process isn't as simple as fixing a typo. You're looking at your sentences and you're looking, well, well, you're looking at your chapters and then you're looking at each individual paragraph and you're looking at each individual sentence in those paragraphs and you're changing them and you're realizing, oh, why, why did I write this? This was a stupid line. Let's take that out. And then once you finish revision, then you write the second draft. And from there, if you need another revision, that's fine. If not, then that's when you go on to the editing process. And that's when you, you know, take a look at the typos, the spelling, the grammar, and all of that fun stuff. But pacing is more of a revision process, not necessarily editing, not writing, absolutely not writing, unless it's like your 10th draft and maybe you want to focus on pacing. Uh, because I think that is the best way for you to learn about the mechanics of writing is to actually write. And if you want to write a short story just for yourself and really hyper-focus on the pacing, you know, give yourself some bullet point ideas about what you want to happen in this short story and, you know, try to figure out the best way to write it. And then once you finish writing it, you can go through a quick revision process. Doesn't need to be published anywhere, but it is a great way to kind of look at your own writing style from the time you start writing a book up until you start editing it and complete it. All good points. I'm just going to throw in regarding the chapters. One thing I've, I've seen with other authors is where, sorry, other writers, especially aspiring writers, are questions will pop up on social media saying things like, how many words are in a chapter? How many chapters are in a book? How many words are in a book? And I think the problem with things like that is you become trapped with this arbitrary number. So someone might say, oh, there's like 3,000 words in a chapter. So then you might start writing your chapters thinking, well, I need to aim at least for around 3,000 words. So you've got your hook at the beginning of the chapter. And if you're right, you should have some sort of hook or some, some point that should happen at the end of the chapter that makes you want to move to the next chapter, which means you've got a lot of in-between. So you've got two points, a lot of in-between. And if you're telling yourself, well, I need to write 3,000 words for a chapter, you're going to fill a lot of fluff in that chapter unless you have a really strong idea of where that chapter's going. And you shouldn't be thinking about word count at all. Same with a book, really. Yes, there's this concept that, you know, like if it's a novella, it's a certain number of words. If it's a full-size novel, it's a certain number. If it's an epic, it's even more. And yes, that is true. But if your story works as a novella, then just write the novella. Write it, and if it turns out to be a novella, leave it as a novella. If you want it to be bigger, then you'll have to work on more action points, not more filler. And I have seen a lot of filler. It sometimes comes across like authors are trying to fit a certain number of chapters in a book, a certain number of words in a chapter. And that is a problem. That's where you end up slowing the pacing down, where you've dragged out the description. You've added loads of extra unnecessary dialogue that isn't telling any of the story. It's not even giving you a good character uh, visual. You're just like, what are they talking? They're just wittering about nothing. So take away the idea of word count or how much you should have in a chapter. Write your chapters, your scenes, your stories. Have a beginning that brings them into the chapter. Have an end that makes them want to read the next chapter and then write only what you need. If you end up with a chapter that is 500 words, that is how long it is. If it's 14,000 words, that is too many. <laughs> and there should at least be some other breaks in there. So yes, while you can have short chapters, and that's absolutely fine, obviously you don't want loads of short chapters, but you don't want massive chapters. There should always be breaks in your chapter. You don't want a massive, you know, oh, 10,000 words in a chapter. No, that's too much. But you need to sort of get that nice... That nice balance. And I know that's easy for me to just say, you need to get a balance without explaining it. 
but you need to think about how much fluff you want to put in your book and the answer is none you don't want fluff so if you're aiming for word count regarding your chapters or your book length that's where you get fluff that's where you clog up your pacing and you don't have this nice flow so that's just a point i wanted to make because i am worried how many times i've seen and had people ask me especially on twitter when we used to play the game how many words are in a chapter there is no specific there are averages there's averages to how many words on a page how many words in a chapter but again there's it's average and and you look at like old classic books where the writing is tiny and the books are massive it's totally different from now and the, like the ya's are different to the adults to the children's books so yeah i wouldn't worry too much about that because it does cause problems i'm actually gonna play devil's advocate on that for a second because i actually when i write my chapters i actually do aim for a specific word count and i didn't always do this didn't always do this i'm the type of person that likes short chapters because depending on when i get a chance to actually read a book i don't like stopping in the middle of a chapter so I prefer having shorter chapters uh, so that I can like just quickly pick something up, read a quick five page thing, put it back down if I need to. And I aim for about 2000 words per chapter when I write my books, because depending on how much dialogue there is and how big the paragraphs are, 2000 words is typically between like eight to 10 pages maybe 12 sometimes if I'm really dialogue heavy. And I think like for me, that's a good length for a chapter. And again, I didn't always do this. Uh, but when I did start doing it, I found myself getting wrapped up in the fact that I was like, I have to make each chapter even I have to make each chapter 2000 or more words. And during the editing process, I realized that yeah, some of the chapters had a ton of filler in them. But other chapters didn't. And the 2000 words for that particular scene in the chapter was just the right amount. And I actually tried not giving myself a word count deadline. But then it got to a point where I would lose myself in the chapter. And I realized that the word count for each chapter actually helped me because I finally came to terms <laughs> with the fact that not every chapter needs to be even. It needs to be as long as it takes to tell the scene. So when I, I keep every chapter to at least 2,000 words, every once in a while I'll write a chapter that is like 1,000 words or so, and I'm okay with that. But for the most part, they are consistently 2,000 words long. And then when I go through my editing process, I look at each individual chapter, I read through it, and if I see filler, I take it out. And it actually helps me during the revision process because it's easier for me to see the filler. And I can say, oh, I can tell this paragraph was myself trying to reach that word count. So therefore, it's not needed. And I have actually crossed out entire pages doing this. And it actually helps out a lot because I think when it comes to revision and editing, it's easier to take away than to add. Like you shouldn't necessarily be adding in the when you're editing, you should be taking away. So I actually like giving myself that word count cap because I know that there's going to be filler in there. And it's actually easier for me to pinpoint what exactly the filler is. That's a good point. I will I will concede that that works really well, as you said. And I think the fact that you sort of cap it around 2000 words, that's not a bad number, isn't that? And you're going with the idea that you may be cutting out fluff. So that 100%, I am. I will step back on some of my point and agree that Rachel is uh, is right with that. I don't do it very often, but goddamn, sometimes she just knocks it out of the park. <laughs> I'm joking. Sometimes I'm on point, sometimes. Not all the time, but every once in a while I am. But I think that's 
it all basically comes down to your writing style. And I think like for me, I, I gave myself that deadline and not deadline, you know, that cap. And I realized I was overwriting and then sometimes I was underwriting. And it actually took me a long time to be okay with the fact that not every chapter is going to be an even amount. But it, it does basically depend on your writing style. And I think if you if you give yourself that smaller window, it is easier for you to see the different mechanics of actually writing a book. I don't know. Did you ever read As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner, I think? Yes. I did. I, do, I remember none of it. Um, no. <laughs> but it's a very heavy book. I remember that. Yes, yes. I couldn't even tell you what the book is about, but I do remember reading it in high school. And the only thing I remember about it is that there is one chapter, forget which chapter, but the chapter is one sentence long. And it is simply, my mother is a fish. <laughs> to this day, I, I don't know why I remember that. I don't know what it means. I do remember that when I read it in high school, I didn't understand the point of that chapter. I didn't understand what it was supposed to mean. I thought it brought nothing to the table when it came to the book. Of course, my English teacher was like, this is an important chapter. I'm like, it's five words. My mother is a fish. Ooh, it actually is. It's five words. I'm like, I don't I don't get it. But that is stuck in my head. And it you, you think of authors such as James Patterson. His chapters are like a page long. Sometimes they're a paragraph long. So I think it, this is what always bothered me in school when teachers would set essays and they'd be like, it has to be five pages long. Well, I got my point across in three. So now I'm forced to write filler. Yeah. So I think when it comes to a book, some filler is okay because you can edit it out later, um, especially when you're just telling yourself the story. But for the most part, you need to remind yourself that the book needs the book and the chapter needs to be as long as it takes to tell the story. And if that's 50,000 words, fine. If it's 100,000 words, fine. If it's 562 words, whatever, you know, it, it means it's a, it's a flash fiction, a short story, novella, whatever. It doesn't matter. But depending on how long it takes for you to tell the story, that helps you figure out the pacing. And sometimes you may realize that like the pacing is quicker than you initially thought. So, I mean, there's a lot of times where you try to work on character development and then your characters end up doing something completely opposite. It's kind of like the same thing. Your brain knows what it's doing. It just takes a while for it to come across or for you to catch up, whichever way you want to look at it. I think, right. I, th I think what you said about the fact that it's better to overwrite and cut out than underwrite and have to add. It's a lot harder to do that. And obviously, pacing can actually be used to sort of give a sensation to the reader. So if you're in a car chase in the book, you want fast pacing. You want things to be happening all the time. If your characters are trudging through the Sahara Desert and they don't know if they're going to survive, you can drag that pacing out a bit because it gives the reader that sensation of like, is this ever going to end? But that doesn't mean you make it boring. It doesn't mean that you put too much filler in there that doesn't do anything. You still need to have action points, even if it's someone's falling over, someone might have to be left, they've just run out of water... Now there's got like snakes coming out of the sand. That's another threat. That's the sort of thing you still need to add. It's like the sentence structure. You know, they say like, if you're, if you're doing an action scene, you need short, sharp, punchy sentences. If you're doing a kind of journey scene where there's this almost like a monotony, the longer sentences drag the story out longer and it, a little bit harder to read. And it adds to the, the overall feel of the atmosphere going on in the book. That's what pacing can do as well. 
when you are using beta readers, because you should be using beta readers or critique partners or alpha readers or just someone who's going to read your book, asking about pacing is a really good point. You often get people going, oh, tell me what the characters are like or how the dialogue works. Or, you know, do you like the ending? I think one of the questions you should ask your beta readers slash critique partners, etc., is how is the pacing? How does it feel throughout the book? Does it go too fast? Does it go too slow? Is there one area where it like grinds to a halt and you're struggling to get through it? Are you skipping areas? Are you, you know, getting lost because it's too fast? It's actually a really good question to ask your betas. Because it's not something that people automatically think to tell you. And it's not something you might automatically think to ask. So I personally like to have a list of questions that I would send to my beta saying, while you're reading, could you think about this, 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 this? And pacing would definitely be one of them. Because again, you've been reading your story over and over and over. And you know the points that are coming up. You might even skip over your own description because you've read it a million times. You know it's it's good. You're happy with the description. So you don't need to keep reading it. So maybe you've skipped over and then you didn't realise that you've actually skipped a lot and everybody else is skipping it too. Just a thought. It is important is pacing and getting outside opinions about it is a good idea before you publish. That is, don't wait till reviews come out. No, I agree. I agree. I have done this before. I don't know if you've done this. When I, you know, write something in my novel and I skip over a scene that I played in my head like a movie, but I didn't write it down. But in my mind, I'm like, this happened because I thought of it. And then when I like do the editing and I read through it, I'm like, what happened in between these? And, you know, at the time I thought of it and I, you know, went through the scene in my head and I was really into it. But because I told it to myself in my head, I was like, oh, therefore it must be written down on the paper already. So I don't have to write it. And then I just forget about it. So I, I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. But yeah, no, I have accidentally skipped scenes because I talk to myself and therefore that's me writing it down. Somehow that something gets lost in translation. <laughs> I have probably done that too. <laughs> okay, with that, we're going to wrap this up. So how important is pacing? Bloody important. Think about it while you're writing, but obviously editing and, and revising is when it's a really good way to sort of step back and think about it. Consider the type of book you write, the type of genre, the type of audience, think like that. And also maybe look at outside influences, ask other people about the pacing, because let's be honest, it's like anything. We skip our own edits. We skip our own errors. We miss things completely because we live in these worlds and we kind of, we have blind spots to it. And I think pacing is one of those blind spots. So definitely ask about it. It is one of the things that keeps people reading. It's like the hooks. It's like jumping from hook to hook. That's what keeps the pacing going. And yes, you can have slower pacing and faster pacing depending on what is happening in the scene, what is happening in the book overall. But yeah, do keep it in mind. Please make sure you've always got hooks and, and, and action points in your chapter. If you're going three or four chapters and nothing is happening, cut the whole chapters out. It's not worth it. Seriously. That's just a point. Okay, with that, we just want to remind you again that we are open for guest applications for 2023. If you are a writer or work in the writing industry or anything like that, you can head on over to our FAQ page on Podbean. There's some details and a link. We will put that below if I can remember to do that. Just fill it in and send it over. 
And with that, let's turn it over to you guys. Do you like a well-paced novel? Is pacing something you think about when you're writing or editing? We'd love to chat about it, so do tell us your answers in the comments below. If you want more of the Mary Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever the hell you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast. You can get bonus content, and it does help to keep our show going, so we do appreciate all the support. Thank you very much. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mayor Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Half Empty Notebooks. We keep buying more. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.